This Bible teaching comes to you from the Apostolic Church All Nations Centre in Kennington, London. Here now is Pastor Edwin Bajomo with the Word of God. Thank you very much, Sister Ellis, for that song. What a friend we have in Jesus. Whatever your issue, you can take it to the Lord in prayer. Also, I would like to say thank you for joining us and for allowing us into your space. I pray that God will richly bless you today. For the benefits of those who have not been around for quite a while, the theme that we are considering as a church this month is the disciplines, dimensions, and dynamics of prayer. Prayer is one of the greatest spiritual exercises of a Christian. According to Martin Luther, the Christian trade is prayer. And to those who have been listening to the various messages that have been preached on this subject, will agree with me that it's been of immense blessing to us. And I pray that you will be blessed today. You see, I would like to define prayer as the medium through which we talk, we communicate, we engage with God and consolidate our relationship with him. Prayer also is the medium that, that we use to make our desires, requests, petitions, supplications, praise, worship, and thanksgiving known to God, knowing and having this assurance that God hears us. And finally, as we pray, uh, as a medium which we, which we can use to make our case to God, with the confidence that he will act because the Bible says his eyes is going to and fro the earth, seeking to act on the behalf of those whose hearts are loyal towards him. You see, it's a wonderful thing as we consider the subject prayer. Ian Ban said something. He said, the most important lesson we can learn is prayer. And so if you are asking, why are we considering this subject? I would like to say it's for one, um, for this reason. One, to create a desire for the deeper things of God, for us to go deeper into the things of God. Two, is to deepen our relationship with God. Above all, is to improve our prayer life and catch the spirit of prayer. I pray that as you listen to the various messages, all this will happen to you. Christians believe that prayer is important and necessary. However, not many of us are engaging what I would call meaningful, solitary prayer. That's why I've titled today's message, Solitary Prayer, The Disciplines, Dimensions, and Dynamics. You see, if we look at the Bible and we carefully analyze scriptures, you will find that there were many believers that practiced solitary prayer and they received result, they got God's attention and received result. And so please, if you've got your Bible, turn with me to Mark chapter 1, I'll be reading from verse 32 to 37. It says, At the evening when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon-possessed. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Verse 35. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place. And there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. When they found him, 
They said to him, everyone is looking for you. May God bless the reading of his word. My simple objective today is to explain the disciplines, dimensions, and dynamics of prayer required for solitary prayer. And so he begs the question, what is solitary prayer? And in the contents I'm about to speak, this is the definition. It means to be alone in prayer. You see, the text that we read talked about the fact that Jesus was alone in a solitary place, praying. And if you read Mark chapter 6, verse 46, he said, when he, uh, when, when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. Again, a secluded place to pray. Also, if you look at um, Luke chapter 5, verse 16, you will see this phrase, yet he frequently withdrew to the wilderness to pray. So that means Jesus liked to pray in solitary. He likes to pray alone. He likes to be in the place of aloneness with God. Next, solitary prayer means to pray intensively alone in the presence of God. If you look at the word being alone, praying, it connotes a level of intensity. And we saw this displayed in Mark 14. If we read from about 32 to 42, this was when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he was praying, knowing that he was about to die for the sins of the old world. The Bible said that he prayed to the extent that uh, blood was flowing out from his body. He was sweating blood. That was intensity. And many a time when we are in solitary prayer, we are able to pray in, in, with intensity. As we engage with God. Another definition of solitary prayer that I have is to wrestle with God in prayer. What I call eye level engagement. If you look at Colossians chapter 4 verse 12. Paul made reference to a chap called Epaphras. That the Bible says how he struggle, how he wrestle, how he strive in prayer for the saints. Then number four. It means to have qualitative and quantitative time. With, of communion with the Lord. Qualitative and quantitative time of communion with the Lord. You see, the difference between a solitary prayer in the context I'm speaking, please, please understand, is that it's different from our normal daily devotions. But here we're talking about having an extended time of prayer where you are just with God, communing with him, engaging with him, wrestling with him, alone with him for a long time. I'm not talking about 15 minutes. I'm talking a long time. Another definition, the last one is that to engage God intimately. Oh, the picture I have in my mind is that of Moses, how he engaged with God. That to the extent, even the Bible says in Exodus chapter 33, verse 11, the first part, that the Lord said, I speak to Moses face to face, just as a friend speaks to a friend. I pray in the name of Jesus that as we engage in solitary prayer, that it will, we will come to that place where God is able to engage with us face to face. Now, let's now look at solitary prayer, discipline, dimension, and dynamics. Can I say this from the answer that discipline will take us to the place of solitary prayers? And I will explain more about that. And then dimension will determine the realm of our prayer. The, the, the level at which we will operate when we are in solitary prayer. And then dynamics will talk about the things that will make the prayer time effective and meaningful. And when these three factors, these three elements are at work, I believe that we will know the full benefit 
of a solitary prayer. Amen. So let's look at solitary prayer discipline. You see, discipline is a pattern of behavior or ways of doing things. And for, for us to enjoy the full benefit of solitary prayer, to attain that higher dimension, we need discipline. You see, discipline will help us to be one intentional. That yes, I want to go into a solitary place to play, to pray, to engage with God. Discipline will help us to be deliberate about it. I mean, to set time aside and say, you know what, I'm going to meet with my God. Discipline will help us to do it regularly. Remember the text in Luke chapter 5, when it talks about frequently, often, Jesus will go into an isolated place to pray. We're doing it regularly. Discipline will help us to put in the time that is required to properly engage with God. And finally, discipline will help us to focus our mind when praying. Just imagine that you have to pray for over one hour, over two hours, over three hours. Your mind may be wanting to wonder on issues that are there, the bills and everything, the work situation, the family situation. But it takes discipline to stay focused when you're with God. I say, this is God's time. This is God's moment. This is my moment with my father. And they focus the mind. That's why they say in the book, culture of discipline. Discipline. People think discipline thoughts. As a result, they take discipline action. And so if we want to be alone with God, we want to pray intensively. We want to wrestle with God in prayer. We want to have that extended time of prayer with him. We need discipline. Now let's come to dimensions. I like this one. You see, solitary prayer is a higher dimension of prayer that allows us to enter into realms of fears. Now, when you come into solitary prayer and you're engaging with God, you're wrestling with God, you're praying in an intensive way, there is that, there is that opportunity for you to enter several realms. And one of the realms that we can enter is the realm of revelation. That when we're alone with God, we can come to that place where the deep things of God have been revealed to us. Not only that, we, 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 we can enter the realm of illumination, where things become clearer where the will of God for a particular situation is made clearer or God's perspective is seen in prayer. Innovation, I like to call the spiritual creativity is birth. Do you know that when people, do you know how many songs, gospel songs have been sung in the place or composed from the place of solitary prayer? Do you know how many sermons have emanated from the place of solitary prayer? Because when we are there with God, Hallelujah. We can enter into that realm of innovation. How many ideas God has birthed into us that are solved problems, creative solutions. You know, in the art of um, creative thinking, one of the things that we teach is this, that we need to find time to think, to sit. And as we are alone with God, we are able to enter the realm of creativity. Not only that, we are able to enter the, the dimension, the realm of instruction. God will instruct you. We've seen lots of examples in the Bible of how people prayed. When David prayed, shall I pursue? Will I, if I pursue, will I recover? Will I overtake? And God said, go. Instructions. And I will tell you this, because some, this is something I have learned, that when you are in the solitary place of prayer and God gives you instruction, some of them are not easy. Some of them, humanly, you may not want to do, but trust God. 
that God knows best. And as you obey God, you will see the manifestation. Transformation takes place. You know, whenever <laughs> Moses comes out from engaging with God, especially when he pray, God, let me see your glory. And God said, I will make my goodness pass over you. People cannot even look into it. There was just something about him. Have you ever prayed? And when you step up, people are just looking at you and say, there is something about you. That is the dimension of solitary prayer. Now, let's look at the dynamics. The dynamics of prayer in relation to solitary prayer. Now, if you were observant and you watch our services at the beginning, you will see lots of quotes, lots of phrases on prayer. And one caught my eye. It says that the dynamics of prayer is the dynamics of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The dynamics of prayer, even solitary prayer, is the dynamics of the Holy Spirit. Because no matter what we do in that space of aloneness with God, we need the help of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that will orchestrate the activities that, we, that will happen. Now, it's good to plan to go into solitary prayer, especially when you know that you're going to be having extended time of prayer. But let the Holy Spirit take control. I, I have some situations where I've gone in with my plan and the Holy Spirit, as I allow the Holy Spirit, it takes me on a different dimension. The Holy Spirit is needed to generate potency and energy for our prayer. You see, when you're praying, especially extended time of prayer, you need God's energy. And because you are praying alone, you don't have the support network you will get in a corporate prayer. Where you have the prayer leader and other people who have brought their firewood for the bonfire of prayer. So, God provides the energy. God releases the fire for prayer. Hallelujah. Because when you are praying for extended time, you need the fire of God burning. Not only that, the Holy Spirit provides the insight needed to make a prayer meaningful, purposeful, and targeted. Not only that, the Holy Spirit provides the strength. Because if you say to somebody, go and pray for three hours on by yourself, they will say, oh, how can I do it? It's not by power. It's not by strength. It's by your spirit. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. So it's by God's spirit, and he provides us the strength. That's why the Bible can say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Holy Spirit works in us. That's how transformation comes. The Holy Spirit purifies us because the Bible says, who can stand before the Lord? He that has a clean hand and a pure eye. It's the Holy Spirit that purifies us to engage with the Holy Father in solitary prayer. Hallelujah. Not only that, the Holy Spirit prays through us. He prays through us because sometimes we don't know what we ought to pray according to Romans 8. But the Spirit makes groanings, hallelujah, which cannot be uttered. And so the dynamics of prayer, solitary prayer, is that it's the Holy Spirit at work. However, we have a part to play. And if you tell somebody, say, okay, from now on, start engaging in extended time of prayer, uh, prayer. They will say, how do I do it? What do I do? Because people are always thinking that, you know, by the time they pray for themselves, their families, or even when they remember to pray for the pastors and the church, 10, 30 minutes is gone. 30 minutes is over. And so how can I, what do I do in three hours in solitary prayer? This is just a suggestion. One, as a place in time, that's what we need to do. 
Time of, have time of consecration because, like I said, you can't just appear before God. Prepare yourself to appear before God. Have a time of waiting. And during that time of waiting, you're having praise and worship. You're having a time of reflection. You're having a time of meditation where you are just thinking about the goodness, the greatness of this God. And as you do that, find time as well. Doing your engagement in solitary prayer to read God's word. But not just read God's word, pray God's word. And as you pray God's word, it may lead you to go into intercession. Where you are praying for church, ministry, leaders, people, nations, international issues. Or petitions where you are just focused on yourself and everything that concerns you. And even in this space, in the solitary prayer space. Find time to journal, that is, listen to God. Remember, we always say that prayer is a two-way communication. Let God speak to you. Let God drop things into you. You know, we say it takes us to the realm of innovation, revelation, and all those things. How would that happen if you are not listening to God? Find time to listen. Find time to put it down. And finally, wrap up. Just thank God for what God has enabled you to do. And I want to say this. If you try this, you'll find it that... Before you know it, time, you've had wonderful time, sweet time of prayer because you're not checking your wristwatch. No, things are just flowing through the help of the Holy Spirit. Now, I just want to go and speak a little bit about the impact of solitary prayer, extended time of prayer, quality and quantitative time. Now, I want to say this in humility. When I look into my own life, when I look at those times in my life, that great changes have taken place, where I have experienced great breakthrough, either personally, family, ministry-wise. It is when I have spent extended time in God's presence, praying quality and quantitative time. And so there, these are some of the impacts. Let me just first of all read Matthew chapter 6. <clears throat> Excuse me. You will, uh, verse 6, it says, But you, when you pray, go into your rooms, and when you have shut the door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. You see, God is already there in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So there is a reward. There is impact of solitary prayer. One, you get results to your prayer. Two, you are empowered. Three, your relationship with God is enhanced. Three, you accomplish great things for God. Listen to what he and said about accomplishing great things for God. Great things are done for God in prayer. And then he went on to say, The prayers of saints are the capital stock in heaven by which Christ carries on his great work upon earth. We will achieve great things for God as we spend time in solitary prayer. Not only that, there was a phrase I heard many years ago in the Honiture Center that really changed my life, that, that, that brought perspective to my prayer life. When one of our senior pastors was encouraging that our prayers can have influence, spiritual influence comes. And John Chrysostom said this, the potency of prayer has subdued the strength of fire. Somebody say amen. It has bridled the range of lions, hushed the anarchy to rest, extinguished wars, appeased the elements, expelled demons, burst the chains of death. Not only that, expanded the gates of heaven, assuaged diseases, repelled fraud, rescued cities from destruction, stayed the sun in its course, and arrested the progress of the thunderbolt. This is spiritual influence that comes from prayer. Now, let me try and bring this message to 
a close. I have described solitary prayer about being alone in prayer, praying intensively, having that engagement with God, having that extended time of prayer in God's presence. And I said that discipline will take us to the place of solitary prayer. And that dimension will take us to different realms, different levels. And so if you want to experience different realms and levels and sphere in your prayer life, try solitary prayer. Extended time of prayer. And we talk about the fact that the dynamics at work, which is the Holy Spirit himself, will make that prayer time effective and make things happen during that prayer. What's my expectation? I've got three simple expectations as a result of this message. That by God's grace, as we apply some of the principles that have been highlighted in this message, that we'll be excited to pray. No longer will prayer be something that is boring for us. No longer will prayer be, what am I going to do to have extended time of prayer? No. But also to challenge that will be challenged to spend more meaningful and effective time in prayer. And above all, become a great praying person. Young person, you can be great in prayer. You don't have to outsource praying to your parents. You know, I told you the story of a young man before. When somebody challenges, I'm going to deal with you in the spiritual realm. And the guy says, oh, don't worry, you can't deal with me. I've got a praying mother. Great, it's good to have praying parents. But young people, please, Get into prayer yourself. Get into extended time of prayer. I know there are lots of things that may want to distract us, especially in this um, world that we live in. With all the TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, the multimedia stuff, the digital stuff, the social media stuff. Let's cut on those things so that we can have more time to spend in prayer. You know, I used to think before that maybe uh, when I read of fathers in faith, like somebody like Spurgeon, you say, the day is going to be very busy. He will pray three hours extra. We used to think maybe because they didn't have all this technological advancement, that's why they had time to pray. No, life will still be busy for us, whether we have the technology or not. But we need to find time. We need to carve our time to engage with God in solitary prayer. Let me hand with this quote. One from E.M. Bound. He says, the believer who is mostly highly skilled, who's most highly skilled in prayer, we do most for God. If you are highly skilled in prayer, my brother and sister, you will do great things for God. And if you want to do great things for God, get into solitary prayer. Get into extended time of prayer. And then he said also, the men who have done mighty things for God have always been mighty in prayer. I, I want us to be mighty in prayer. I want it to be said of members of the All Nations Center that these people are mighty. Not that they just pray, but they are mighty in prayer. Because when people come to you, when you engage with them, when you pray for them, when you take their matters before God in solitary prayer, things are happening. And they are coming back to give testimony to God and say, thanks for that prayer. Thanks for that revelation you gave. Because it came from the true room of God. I want to leave you with this scripture to help inspire our prayer life. It's in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 12. It says, Then you will call upon me. Go and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, 
and I will listen to you. I pray this day that as you engage with God in prayer, he will listen to you. God will hear your cry in the name of Jesus. Now, I don't know your state right now, but I want to encourage you to pray for yourself as you are listening to me right now. This is your own time with God. I want you to pray to God to help you come to that place of solitary prayer. I want you to pray to God right now that God will help you spend time. I want to pray for that brother and sister who's been struggling. Your heart desires to spend more time in prayer with God. But for some reason you're struggling. I pray you will know a release today. For that person who wants to grow in their prayer life, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will find strength from God today to grow in your prayer life. Remember, solitary prayer, the disciplines, dimensions, and dynamics, may you know the full benefits in your life. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. You just listened to Pastor Edwin Bajamo of the Apostolic Church All Nation Center in Kennington, London. Our address is 13 Tyres Terrace, Lambeth, London, SE11 5LZ. Call us on 020-7820-9917. Find us on the web at www.apostolic-anc.org. The All Nation Center, reaching out into the community in practical and caring ways.